Behind the door, in the dark, sits a room filled with 100 candles, 100 stories. Dare you enter the 100 Ghost Story Adventure? Tonight's very special live episode, The Ghost of Lake Erie at a Lake Erie College in Painesville, Ohio. Greetings to our live audience in person and especially those who are listening via our feed on podbeam.com. The adventure comes to you from the campus of Lake Erie College in Painesville, Ohio. We are privileged to share some of the ghosts of Lake Erie. I and my wife Amy are LEC alums, and we have heard these stories firsthand, as well as had some of our own personal experiences on campus. Tonight, we're going to share with you some of the stories that are more famous of the legends. We will learn about Tiberius, Stephanie, and Mrs. Morley as we play a short ghost story game. I am joined by some of my regular cast members, Molly, Amanda, Amanda, and Steven. As w- and they will be sharing stories from the campus along with their own personal experiences. In our room, we have six candles burning brightly. At the end of each story, we will extinguish a candle flame, the room growing dimmer and dimmer till the last story is told. And we'll see if we attract a ghostly visitor. Let us begin. On the grounds here at Lake Erie College, there is one statue, a statue of a dog named Tiberius. Legend has it that Tiberius was a chocolate lab that belonged to Harriet Young, a dean of the college in its early days as an all-women's seminary. Each day, Tiberius would wander the campus, enjoying the students, the buildings, and even attending occasional classes. As the years passed, Tiberius was the central figure on campus. There wasn't a student, staff, or faculty member who didn't know and love Tiberius. When the time came and Tiberius passed, the entire campus mourned the loss of their guardian dog and honored him with a statue in 1910. It soon became tradition to pet the statue for good luck. Tiberius had become in death, as in life, a campus protector and a good luck charm. Students would pat Tiberius's statue on the head for good luck before exams, presentations, auditions, and athletic events. Many students consider the Tiberius tradition to be nostalgically heartwarming. There are others who feel that Tiberius never had abandoned his watch over the students at Lake Erie College. One spring night in 1957, two women woke up from the residence hall room to the sounds of frantic barking. The women rose to investigate. They followed the sound at the front door of Memorial Hall, only to discover that the building was on fire. They rushed back in and woke up the other 17 girls who lived in the college dorm room at the time. All 19 of them then stood outside, only in their night clothes and light coats, watching as Memorial Hall and all of their possessions burned to the ground. Of course, that's not quite the end of the story. At the time, no one was able to determine the source of the barking. The next day, students gathered around 
the nearby statue of Tiberius, wondering if their dog's spirit had once again risen to protect them and his beloved students. Even today, students still seek protection and good luck by petting Tiberius on the head. When the night closes in and danger is near, if by chance you hear a frantic dog barking, don't worry. It's just an old friend trying to help his beloved students stay out of trouble. With that, I extinguish the first candle. While carrying out my duties as technical director at Old Town Hall Theater, a century-old town hall, courthouse, and jail, I spent my late nights by myself working on upcoming productions. I had several encounters with the supernatural in this aged space. I have met at least three entities that I believe are friendly and sometimes quite helpful. This includes an encounter that held for me a falling ladder while I climbed to the safety of the theater stage, a daytime encounter involving the brief projection of a small boy trying to get my attention by waving wildly from the corner, and the silhouette of a woman in white that stands motionless at the top of the east staircase around three o'clock every morning that I'm working late. I often talk to the atmosphere in the auditorium as I work, because whether or not I can see them, I can feel that they are there with me. One particular evening, as I was working, setting stage lights and working on the exact timing of their cues to script, I was isolated in the tech booth that was nothing more than a second-story balcony on the rear wall of the theater. Because of the small area, there was a ladder up to and trapdoor in the floor of that could be closed to allow additional floor in this space. Like I said, I was up there working alone, concentrating on the job at hand. Suddenly, I felt like something was with me. But that time of morning, it happens quite often. I offered evening greetings, asking aloud, what's going on tonight, guys? to which I received no response, uh, no response, except for a slowly resounding knock, knock, knock on the bottom of the booth's trap door that I was standing on. I was startled to say the very least to this point. Uh, I had not had any specific physical directed contact to any inquiry, but knowing in my heart that no entity in that space meant any harm, I stepped off the trap door opened it to the unknown, leaving it open the rest of the night as I worked. With that, I extinguished my candle. The central building on the campus of Lake Erie is College Hall. When the school opened as the Lake Erie Female Seminary, it was the first building erected. 
The building housed the students and the classrooms for the for instruction. Legend has it that sometime in the mid-1800s, a student named Stephanie had begun her studies. Somewhere along the way, one somewhere along the way, rumor has it that she had an affair with a professor and became pregnant. When he refused to marry her, she became depressed and on one fateful evening, hung herself from the fourth floor bell tower of College Hall. Another rumor wonders if the affair was with someone else entirely. After her death, students began to report seeing her glowing white figure in a fourth floor window of College Hall. They claim she peers out the window, perhaps in search of her lost lover. The floor often seen, the floor was often seen illuminated by dim, flickering lights late at night, and students below spoke of hearing footsteps and occasional wailing from the floor above even, though it had been closed and locked tight. Service workers entering the floor were occasionally frightened enough to refuse to ever return. With that, I extinguish my candle. This story takes place in April of 2012, but it started a bit before then. Long story short, I met Jared online during my senior year of high school. We chatted, fell in and out of contact. A few years after that, we connected again, one thing led to another, and he ended up moving to be with me. Without going into too much detail about our eight-year relationship, I will say that he always deeply believed in the paranormal, and so did I. We had been married for just over four years when he was diagnosed with stage four testicular cancer. What he thought was a hernia returning turned out to be much worse. Since we didn't have insurance at the time and couldn't afford to see a doctor, by the time the symptoms showed, it was too late. He tried to fight, fought it for six months, thanks to Medicaid and disability, but the side effects became too much, and he entered hospice care in March of 2012. During his week in hospice, we had time to talk. It's surreal planning a funeral when the person is still alive, but at least I knew what his final wishes were. We were going to have a bonfire. There was going to be drumming, dancing, and cake. He wanted to make sure everybody had cake. Jared wanted to be buried in the home state of Colorado, up in the mountains near his family's cabin. One night, I laughed and jokingly said, well, I guess it's one way to find out if there's finally life after death, right? He agreed and laughed too. It was a chance to prove it. So he started making suggestions of signals he could give me when he passed over, knocking on the walls, no, the neighbor's dog sounds like a bowling ball running up and down the stairs. I'd just assume it was the dog. He said, what if I yelled real loud? No, I answered, uh, not only is that supposed to take like a ton of energy, but it would scare the crap out of me too. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's got to be unique enough that I'd stand back and go, okay, Jared, I believe you. He said he'd think of something. He said maybe he'd hang on for a while rather than passing over right away if he could. I begged him not to. According to all the paranormal shows we watched, that's how you get stuck here as a ghost. So if he had a chance to cross, he had to. No, if he could come back, he said he would, and we agreed. He passed away in the early morning on March 23rd, six months to the day of his cancer fight. I had started to adjust quickly enough to being alone, and I was keeping myself busy online, teaching dance, making YouTube videos for makeup tutorials. I had spent one evening working on a makeup design for a contest. I was too tired to clean the bathroom, so I left all of my products on a small table that sat across from the toilet. 
My hand mirror was laying on there, glass side up, surrounded by bottles. I went to bed. I figured I'd clean it in the morning. The next day, I woke up and went to the bathroom like normal. As I was sitting there on the toilet, I noticed my hand mirror had something in the center of the glass, an earring that I had been placed there, one that I had lost months beforehand. I lived alone, and my cats sure as hell didn't put it there. Even if they had been playing with it and somehow brought it up towards the mirror, they would have knocked over everything on the table. I picked up the earring and laughed. Okay, Jared, I believe you now. With that, I extinguished my candle. Lake Erie College is said to have several haunted dorms. In Andrew's dorm, it is said that a former president of the college, Mary Evans, is believed to haunt it. Although it is not known why she haunts the building, her presence brings along poltergeist-like activity, as she is known to knock things off shelves, move objects, and slam doors. In Fowler dorm, the ghost of a former female student with long brown hair can sometimes be seen standing behind people as they look into a mirror. She is believed to have died in the building long ago. Witnesses have also reported feeling something slam against their bed, even though they are in the room alone. In the old Kilcally dorm, witnesses have reported toilets flushing by themselves in the downstairs women's restroom, even though they are manual toilets. When the sink is somewhat filled with water, a young woman's figure can be seen standing behind you in the mirror. With that, I extinguish my candle. And as with tradition, I will end tonight's game with a final story. When I was an undergrad here at Lake Erie, I was the student worker for fine arts for the fine arts department. I would be responsible for teching the plays and the dance concerts, setting the gallery shows, pretty much all of those things. I was getting ready for a production. I can't remember which one it was at this point, but I needed to find some furniture. The college only used Morley Music Hall on special occasions at the time. Vespers, convocation, graduation on occasion. So for the most part, the building in the and the basement in particular was used for storage. The outside of the building has a feeling of a mausoleum, an imposing building made of limestone with, that is very cold with two immense pillars. Composers' names are carved along the outside walls and twin gargoyle encrusted sconces guarding the heavy brass doors. Inside the auditorium is beautiful, full of warm wooden panels and benches. The stage is surrounded by the pipes of the Skinner organ up into a columned alcove capped off by a highly decorated semi-dome. The building was built as a memorial to Helen Rockwell Morley from her son and it's said that her spirit haunts the building. It is rumored that the place along the left stage balcony 
is her favorite. And on occasion, she has wandered around. One day when I was coming down into the basement, I was looking for some furniture for a set. I had just gotten down there and something didn't feel right for a second. I shrugged it off, but as I was really wanting to get what I needed and get back to the fine arts building, I kept going. I was walking down the long hall in the basement, poking my head around for what was stored in the different little rooms. I heard footsteps behind me. I stopped. The noise stopped. I had sneakers on, and this sounded like the heel of a pair of leather shoes. I started again, and the steps came shortly after. I stopped again, and again they stopped. I called out to see if anyone was there, but I knew I was the only one in the building at the time. There could be no one else since the building was closed to everyone and only a few keys were in circulation and I personally had the ones that were used by the fine arts staff. After I took a deep breath to calm my nerves, I took another step and the steps followed me. This time, I turned my head from the, and from the corner of my eye, I saw a dark shadow figure right as it took a step and disappeared into thin air. With that, I extinguished the final candle. Thank you for entering the ghost story adventure. Tonight's episode, The Ghosts of Lake Erie, was made possible by Lake Erie College at the invitation of Dr. Jerry Jaffe, Assistant Professor of Theater. We wish to thank the Lake Erie, Lake Erie College community for their warm hospitality and hope to see them again soon. Your cast tonight included Molly with Tiberius, Guardian of the College, Stephen, uh, Stephen with the Old Town Hall, Amanda with Stephanie, Amanda with Jared, Jerry with the Ghosts of Lake Erie Dorms, and I with Mrs. Morley and me. We also would like to thank Amy, who is our stage manager for tonight. Thank you to everyone who attended. And tonight's special episode is, is dedicated to Elizabeth Betty Sucker, my mom who shared my fascination for ghosts and ghost stories. Good night and happy Halloween. <laughs>